And now, a highlight from Animal Radio on iHeartRadio. It is Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets. The pets that give us unconditional love. uh, The loves of our lives. Sometimes we love them even more than the human people in our lives. I've mentioned that before and I'm not ashamed about that. (laughs) But I will tell you that uh, one of the... One of the most depressing things about having an animal, because there are a couple of things, not a lot, it's hard, but one of the, they have such short lives, you know? I know. That's the down point, yes. If you own an animal, you're ultimately, at one time or another, going to have to deal with the grief of losing them. And I have, I try to think about how many animals I've lost now, but quite a few. And some of them just and it never gets easy. No, it no. doesn't. Never. It doesn't. No. I I still have heart pings when I think mm-hmm. about some of the animals that have left a long time ago. Um. So yeah, it's it's a broken heart. We heard that story. What was it? A couple of weeks ago about a lady who had a broken heart. Literally had a broken heart. Yeah, she actually had classic symptoms of a heart attack after their death of her little Yorkie Terrier. She had a broken mm. heart. Yeah, this can happen. On the phone with us right now, we have Doctor Guy Winch, and he has written a book called How to Fix a Broken Heart. Guy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. First of all, what makes you an expert on broken hearts? I'm a psychologist, and I've been in private practice for many years, and I'm also uh, well-versed in the research. And uh, one of the things I noticed in my practice that when people lose their pets, their hearts do get broken. And unfortunately, uh, while their hearts get broken, it's one of those things that the people around them take much less seriously um, than, than they should. And so it's one of those forms of grief that are unsanctioned in our society. No one's going to work saying to the boss, I need time off because my cat died. Um, and yet the grief we can experience can be, as you said, as severe as when we lose a first-degree relative. Yeah. I know that uh, during the times that I've lost these uh, animals throughout my life, I did find it kind of hard to tell people because I, I was afraid they would scoff at it. And that just complicates the grief. In other words, the the science is very clear that we experience that grief very profoundly, and there are all kinds of psychological reasons we do experience the grief profoundly, because animals have incredible functions in our lives, and yet it's such a shame that the, you know, emotional and social support, which are shown to be very important factors in our recovery, are often denied us, and we even feel silly about asking for them. In your book, you talk about mistakes that uh, you should avoid when when one of your pets dies. What are some of those tips that you can impart to us? So it's a very individualized situation. For example, let's talk about reminders. You know, if if your dog dies, should you leave out their bowls and the grooming tools and and their mat where they used to sleep? And should you keep all those things around or should you put all of them away? Well, it's a very individualized situation. What you need to do is monitor the recovery of your grief. And if you've kept everything out and you and you find that you're not moving forward, you're not recovering, the pain isn't lessening, the thinking about it doesn't lessen, you should probably put them away. And if you've put them away too suddenly and you're trying to shove it out of your mind, but you can't stop thinking about it anyway, then you need to process it and you need to talk about it. So grief is a very individualized thing. But one of the most important things is that Uh, Our pets connect us to all kinds of social activities, to all kinds of groups, to all kinds of other people, the people we meet in the dog run, the people Mm -hmm. who post the same pictures we do on social media. (laughs) Your neighbors, you're known as the mother or father of the name of the animal. (laughs) No one knows your name. No one knows your name. Oh, my God, the dog's so cute. 
And you lose all of that. You suddenly, people experience, oh, I'm walking around the neighborhood, and rather than being stopped every block five times, um, I'm invisible. I'm anonymous. So you lose parts of your identity. So uh, one of the main tips is you have to very much identify the voids that the loss created in your life and find ways to fill them. We are with Dr. Guy Winch talking about that broken heart that you feel after your pet passes. Up next, we're going to ask him about probably one of the biggest questions we get here. If I get another pet after my pet has died, is that okay or is that disloyal to the pet that died? Oh, like you're not thinking that, right? Okay, that's up next right here on Animal Radio. Stick around. It's Animal Radio and we are with Dr. Guy Winch and we're talking about that broken heart that you feel when one of your pets passes. Well, I have a question. What about, like, in my practice, a lot of clients will go out and get the same appearing dog. So they may get out, go get another white, fluffy Maltese and name it the same name. Is that a good strategy or a bad strategy? Again, it depends if it, if it works for the person. We know that typically um, getting another pet can actually be helpful, but it depends how quickly you do it. In other words, if you're getting another pet the day your pet dies, then you're in a way trying not to deal with that grief, and that can actually, you know, uh, fester a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you've mourned the animal for a bit, and then you decide, you know, I love that animal so much, I'm going to get another one, I think that should be fine. The naming of the pet, of the same name, I mean, we name our children the second, the third, the fourth, and, you know, Shamu, there's only one Shamu, but there are 100 killer whales. So um, that's not a practice that's that foreign. But again, I think that if you're trying to do it to not deal with the loss, that might be problematic. If you're doing it having dealt with the loss, I think it can have to be very useful. Mm. You know, I see these people spending about 50 to 75 grand to clone, oh, at least get yeah. DNA right now from their pet so that when their pet dies, they can carry on the DNA and clone that animal. What do you think of that? Well, my honest opinion, I think that's a little bit silly because if you get another, you know, a pet, if it's a dog of the same breed, they're likely to have very similar personalities. And, you know, I'm an identical twin, by the way. And so I can tell you from, um, from original cloning um, that um, you can have the same DNA and still turn out different in all kinds of different ways, you know. So um, you're actually much better served uh, getting another animal that already exists rather than spending all that money trying to replicate to the T, uh, an animal which you'll get, you know, 95 similarity with if you go with a similar breed. Mm. Well, that's the thing I hear from everybody is that, you know, I won't get another pet because I, I just... Um, Can't go through it again. It's such a painful experience, I'll never go through it again, or I feel guilty like I'm replacing ah. the pet. Yes, and guilt is a big problem with pets because... Because pets can't speak to us, because they can't let us know if something's hurting or bothering them, a lot of the times we find out when they're failing really badly or we don't know they're about to die and, you know, we left the house to go to work because they couldn't tell us that they're, you know, barely holding on. And, and so we tend to feel very guilty. And, and, and part of what I talk about in the book is that we have to recognize that the loyalty that we experienced from that pet really went two ways, that we tend to be extremely loyal to our pets and we tend to favor them sometimes like said over over humans and over people in our lives and i'm not saying that's a bad thing because pets can sometimes do a better job for us than the people in our lives can but um you know we have to recognize all we've done and the and the quality of life that we've given to our pet and and realize that you know we've really um given them uh, as as great a life as we could give them and 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 guilt is in a way sometimes easier to feel than grief and it's really about grief it's not about guilt Mm. You've made me rest easier because <laughs> I, I have this pillow that is from a cat that uh, 
passed uh, about a year ago, and I'm holding on to it. My wife wants me to get rid of it, but it still smells like her, mm. and, and I just won't get rid of it yet. You know, when, when we lose... Uh, you know, a very dear, you know, whether it's an animal or a person, a year later, we, when we think about them, it's going to evoke an ache. It's going to evoke sadness when we think about them. But we should be at the point where we are thinking about them, you know, in a, in a conscious way rather than thoughts about them constantly invading our thoughts and images of them invading our thoughts in an, in an unwanted way. So if, if you are still preoccupied, if you are walking around thinking about it on a regular or a daily basis, um, then uh, it might not be a good thing because you might not have fully processed the grief. But if you have, and this is just one of those reminders that, that you know, when you look at it or when you, when you smell it, it kind of gives you a moment of nostalgia, and then you can move on and enjoy your evening, that would be okay. If it sends you to a place where you're then depressed and don't want to speak to anyone, no. The book is called How to Fix a Broken Heart. The author, Dr. Guy Winch, joining us. Thank you so much. I'm, I think we have 10 copies to give away. Yes, Is do. that correct? No, oh, nine copies. Nine copies yeah. to give away. <laughs> hmm, that's an odd number. One for every cat's life. There you go. <laughs> Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, head on over to Amazon.com or your favorite bookstore and ask for How to Fix a Broken Heart by Dr. Guy Winch. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to Animal Radio. Visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.